Welcome to another Ducking Digest. This is a brand new weekly 10-minute news show hosted by myself and Lindsay Smith. Lindsay has over 30 years of supply chain industry experience and most recently served as the SVP of supply chain for a mid-market manufacturer, which is actually how I met Lindsay and we've become quite good friends over the last couple of years. Each week, Lindsay will share news relevant to supply chain professionals working for a small or mid-sized manufacturer. At the end of our 10-minute news show, we will take questions. So if there is something that you would like to ask Lindsay about this week's news report, feel free to drop it in the chat at any time, and we will make sure to make time at the end of our conversation. Lindsay, there is a lot going on with inflation. I don't think I can read any article or any news report and not hear about it. How does this impact somebody working in supply chain in manufacturing? Uh, good morning. Yes, uh, absolutely, Sarah. The, uh, I think what we're trying to get to with our discussion is distilling the big picture news down to what does it mean for small U.S. manufacturer supply chain teams. So what does, what does inflation mean for small U.S. manufacturers? Um, full disclosure, chat GPT tells us there's five, uh, there's five areas. Uh, first, the, the obvious, the increase in production cost, both raw material, energy, uh, as well as the other inputs to, to production. Uh, second, supply chain disruption. Uh, we, we just can't get away from it, right? It, 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 it seems to be the, the new normal uh, because there'll be the, um, the, uh, the chain reaction, what our English friends call the, the knock-on effect, that uh, our suppliers' suppliers are, are impacted and uh, compromised, so that affects us. Um, the impact to exports, those of us, uh, plenty of medium-sized companies work on the international field, the in, in, impact to, to uh, international trade with the adjustment of, uh, of currency exchange. Um, for companies that are either working on a budget with a line of credit, they're going to see the impact of interest rate changes. Companies that work in the narrow space of funding their inventory acquisition, the, um, the cost of that inventory, the, the cost of funding that inventory is going to go up. Therefore, our alignment with our friends in finance, we have to pay more attention to an explicit inventory strategy and share information with them. And then fifth, uh, the impact on demand that ultimately increasing costs affects the consumer's ability to pay um, or make the discretionary purchase. So our SNOP team may have to be especially vigilant of, of what's going on on the demand side. So, Lindsay, just to recap what you said, <laughs> the impact on inflation to a small or mid-sized manufacturing supply chain team, you just broke into five buckets. The first is increase in production costs. The second is supply chain disruptions. The third, impact on exports. The fourth, difficulty in accessing credit. And the fifth is impact on demand. So for today's discussion, I'd like to take a deep dive into the first bucket that you discussed, which is an increase in production costs. 
and would also like to have you add some um, insight on best practices for small manufacturing teams and how they respond to this increase in production costs. So coming at it bottom up from the terms of supply chain demonstrating competence to leadership. Um, leadership's reading the Wall Street Journal, they're reading the numbers, they're reading the uh, the 4.8% increase in production costs last month, they're reading the, the 5.0 consumer price index inflation numbers. And, and that's the big picture. That's that's the first one. The second picture is what's happening in our company? What 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 if it matters? You know, perhaps if inflation is, say, driven by lithium or copper, and I don't buy any lithium or copper-related products, then it matters less. So there's a subset of the big picture that applies to my small company, and it behooves supply chain management to be able to, to look at that. And then thirdly, to demonstrate, to lean in on the conversation, to demonstrate supply chain leadership, to to enhance credibility in the management organization, to be able to lean in further and say, here's what we're going to do about it. So... You know, I think the, the opening statement is a typical uh, American medium-sized company, say purchasing $20 million, identify the four, five, six very broad general commodities that we purchase and be able to point to the inflationary trend we're seeing within each group. And maybe it's just within each group, which manufacturers, which suppliers are, are, are driving cost increases. And then be able to say that, you know, looking at our looking at our twenty million dollars spend, looking at the top five commodities, looking at our two hundred suppliers. Here's here's what we're seeing. So straight away, you're painting the big picture for uh, the uh, for the suppliers, uh, for for the and, and for the leadership team. Um, there's uh, second idea is there's no free right. You know, supply chain it becomes a fail when supply chain uses it as an excuse. It's it, it's another variable. So the uh, the idea is to assimilate the supply chain uh, event. Uh, I'm sorry, the inflation event into the, the work we've already got going on. We're already working on cost reduction initiatives. We're already working on commodity consolidation. So how does this fit in in terms of a net effect? If I'm able to save a uh, hundred thousand dollars over here from uh, a new engineering initiative that's going to lower my costs. If I'm able to consolidate and leverage suppliers over here, maybe even a low-cost region, um, and enjoy these savings despite this increase in these other areas, what's the net effect to the company? Um, so, Lindsay, Lindsay, what you're saying there, just to, to recap for the audience, is that look at the big picture. Don't just focus on one commodity or one aspect of the business. Something may be increasing, but another piece of the business may have a decrease or a savings. So you want to look at the overall net impact. Yes, and, and tie the big picture to the small picture. And then what are we going to do about it? Big picture, small picture. So what, what are we going to do? Um, finance can be our friend. Finance often knows what they want, but not how to get it. Supply chain can work closer with finance to say, Here's what I'm seeing for projected spend in the upcoming monthly buckets. Here's where I'm seeing cost pressure and where I expect to see um, increased uh, cost of acquisition. Finance will be, you know, the anytime we can 
improve our organizational alignment with supply chain aligning to their sensitivity to the pain points of, of executive leadership and the CFO, then we're going to elevate so that the supply chain function within the organization. The um, traditionally, you know, finance, sometimes yeah, the traditional P&L often breaks out things like inbound freight um, as a separate P&L item. So, you know, when they're doing, whenever they're doing that, whenever they've created a KPI, if you will, that they're watching, even though it may be somewhat secondary, it's important not to dismiss it. You know, for our $20 million spend, uh, medium-sized manufacturer of 200 suppliers, maybe maybe inbound freight is only uh, $100,000, but we want to be able to demonstrate that, hey, we've uh, we've requoted our small package inbound freight with uh, the, the primary carriers, DHL, UPS, FedEx. We're working to a typically you know, 82% uh, reduction of uh, open market list price. Uh, so we're managing it. And, uh, and by the way, it's, uh, it, you know, it's, it's, it's 1% of our less than 1% of our, of our spend. So, you know, being able to, again, align, even though it's perhaps it's easy for a supply chain manager to say, I don't care about inbound freight. It's a secondary uh, element of my cost. Yeah. But if, if, if other elements of the organization are going to be watching it, then uh, be able to demonstrate that we've we've got that one pegged as well. Yeah, if finance cares about it, you should care about it. That's probably a, a good rule. And then uh, last, if I have a minute, I think I'd, I'd say coaching. It's a coaching opportunity. The coaching opportunity uh, for the the weekly uh, purchasing team meetings that uh, have the uh, have a, a roundtable discussion with buyers on what's successful in working with suppliers to push back on <clears throat> requested cost increase. Uh, <clears throat> have senior buyers uh, mentor the, the younger members of the team, the less experienced members of the team on here's what I've done to be successful. Um, or, or, you know, have anyone share their, their wins of, of how they were able to, uh, how they were able to uh, maintain uh, a, a, um, an acceptable cost basis. And, you know, it's an opportunity for the department to align around a problem uh, rather than you don't want the purchasing team to be fearful of how much money they're, they're, they're paying for things. They want You want that to be an open conversation. And especially if there's a dialogue, for instance, that says, look, we appreciate you've got inflationary cost pressures. As an organization, uh, we've decided not to pass along cost increase to our customer base, even though it's going to put... Uh, pricing pressures on us. And as a partner, we'd appreciate if, if, if you took the same position. In fact, what we'd like to see is what you're doing to to con- to be able to hold that position by, by driving out uh, costs within your operation. So if that's putting a, together a storyline like that, that, that's shared across all the purchasing teams so that they know this is, this is what I do rather than Rather than just say the, uh, the Barbara Bush, just say no, right? You have a little bit more context to it. I would I would call that prioritizing and having a supplier management strategy. First step is being aware that you need to have one. And then second is actually implementing some sort of strategy like you just mentioned. Yeah, and I'd say lastly, uh, Sarah, if I may, um, but I think the uh, the overall umbrella KPI for inflation management would hopefully show on our uh, month to month net PPV 
report so we can show um, introduce a PPV KPI at the uh, leadership uh, cadence meetings and say here's 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 my monthly KPI uh, here's my monthly PPV here's the uh, the big uh, the big issues is it if whether it's machined parts or or copper or uh, um, or even overseas sourcing freight and uh, but here's the net effect. So we're demonstrating to the management team that supply chain uh, is is more than just the problem, is more than just a passive, is uh, leading in and taking leadership on the issue. So Lindsay, I like to be very conscious on our show of not using too many acronyms. So what does PPV mean? Purchase price variance. Perfect. Join Lindsay and I next Monday at 10 a.m. Central Time for your weekly supply chain manufacturing news for small and mid-size manufacturers.